Welcome back to Swipe Left, Swipe Left. We are still in the middle of our coronavirus lockdown and it's quite a dark, dank day today, so we have the fire going. And what a perfect day to sit down, snuggle up on the sofa and listen to a ripping good yarn. And this one diverges a bit from our usual dating theme, but it is kind of a love story. We should also just mention that this story is set in London in the UK. Take it away. Before I start this story, I just want to make it clear that I am an animal lover and that I've only ever treated animals with the utmost respect and kindness. Anyway, this story is about a cat, a wonderful cat. I was living in Hackney in Clapton and I was living with my best friend, a strange man, very anxious and uh, it was his first house that he'd bought and I was living with him, I'd known him since school. It was a little street, you know, quite a community really, a couple of old ladies across the road. Anyway, there was this cat. It was a tabby cat. Everyone loved this cat because it was so friendly. It would see you, it would run up, and it would sort of get on its hind legs and sort of do this sweet chirruping sound. And it often sat on our wall, and everyone who walked past it would stop for a while to pet it and talk to it. And every day I left for work, I would see it and stop and pet it and talk to it. And, and it would sort of go, make a noise like... Sort of like that, quite unusual really. And jump up, it seemed so full of joy. One day I left the house very early in the morning. It must have been 6am. And as I turned off our path, I noticed two quite tough-looking ladies, uncompromising types, trying to entice with sweet words the cat into a cage. Now, I didn't like this. I did not like what I was seeing. So I I approached them and asked them what was going on. Turned out that they were from a cat charity that helped cats that were neglected. And they explained to me that this cat was only behaving in this way making friends with all the people of the street because it didn't have a home, that it was being neglected. It may even just have been a street cat. I asked, 
what they were going to do and what they were planning. And they said that they would be taking it to their establishment where it would be fed and well looked after and found a home. So I thought, well, okay then. I mean, that sounds fair enough. And so I I went on my way and I, I went to work. But it played on my mind. All day I was thinking about this cat and how it was feeling and what was going on, you know, and it was probably in a cage somewhere in a foreign place, feeling scared, not knowing what was happening to it. They'd given me their card and I did a bit of research. I mean, I called them up and asked them what happened to the cats if they didn't find them a home and... Of course, it turns out that if the cat didn't find a home for a period of time, then that cat would be put down. This I couldn't bear. So I called up and said that I would take the cat in. They were slightly suspicious of me, I I felt, but I assured them that I would be giving this cat a good home and, you know, I loved the cat dearly and that they could trust me. So anyway, they gave me the cat, I went and picked it up from their place and took it home and took it in and gave it some food. I think I bought it a bowl and some some cat food. And uh, it stayed the night and that was all fine. And then I went back to work the next day. And then as I was driving home from work, I got a call from my flatmate in some distress I might add he said the cat had gone berserk and had shat all over the house when I got home he was in a sort of apron and and marigolds with a scrubber you know thankfully for me he cleared the whole place up but he said the cat had to go. It was me or the cat. And that he couldn't have this cat in the house any longer. And I thought, well, I can't just... I made a solemn promise to the tough ladies of the cat charity. I can't just turf it out, put it back on the street. The cat was in distress. This is why he was trying to make friends with everyone so that someone would take pity on him. Anyway, I went back to the work thinking I didn't know what I was going to do. I could barely concentrate. Everything was going round and round my head. I mean, shall I move out and take the cat with me? Or I mean, I like where I live and it's cheap. And so, anyway, I mentioned this problem to a colleague. Turns out they were thinking of getting a cat themselves. And a huge cat lover, a single middle-aged woman... I thought, perfect. So I went back and I told my flatmate not to worry. He was still very anxious, following the cat round with tissue paper. And um, I said, tomorrow I'm going to take the cat to work and be out of your head. No, don't worry at all. We had a, a cat basket. I put the cat in the basket, 
drove it to work. It was quite a long drive, it was about an hour's drive. And then my colleague took her home. And that was that, really. I mean, our lives went back to normal and things with me and my flatmate were fine. And I'd go to work and hear a report of how well the cat was doing. And everything felt like it was going to be okay. And then one day, a leaflet came through our door. My flatmate jumped up, of what he always did whenever any post came through the door, ran to the door excitedly. And then he came back in and his face had lost all colour. He handed me a flyer. Weirdly, had the cat's face on it. I read some more. The next word was missing. That's right, someone was posting missing cat flyers around the street with our cat's face on it. The next day, when I went to work, I noticed them all over lampposts in the local area. This was very distressing. I didn't know what to do. My flatmate, very, very anxious at this point. I mean, he'd gone off the scale, really. He was convinced that the neighbours were looking at him, that old ladies from across the road were no longer greeting him with the same warmth that they once had. One day he saw a woman calling for the cat, looking in bushes. We felt we couldn't give the cat back. There was no way of explaining this. I couldn't ask for the, for the cat back. There was a fantastic bond between my colleague and the cat. And we couldn't trust this woman to look after the cat. After all, the cat charity said she was being neglected. But my flatmate was paranoid that people knew that people might have seen me taking the cat out in the cat basket, that they might have seen me talking to the cat charity, that they knew the cat stood on our wall um, most of the time and now was never there. He felt he had to do something. And the thing he did is, is that he decided to join the local... Crime Stoppers meeting to make sure that the cat wasn't being discussed. It was him, the two ladies from across the road, an elderly gentleman, I think, and one other. He attended every week for a year, but the cat was never mentioned. Mainly, they talked just about the broken lamppost at the end of the road. Unfortunately, being part of this community didn't really help my flatmate's peculiar personality. He became obsessed with crime and punishment. In the end, I had to move out anyway. Years later, there was a reconciliation. I went to visit him, got off the bus, walked down our old street, it's like going down memory lane. And then before me, there she was. The woman who allegedly neglected her cat and definitely lost her cat. 
But next to her was a dog. And in that moment they looked at each other lovingly. And I knew they would be soulmates forever. And I knew this dog would remain loyal to her for the rest of his days. can't believe that the person still has a missing cat. I know, they probably still don't know what happened to it. I don't know, my takeaways are cats sound awfully like motorbikes on the radio. (laughs) That's one. And two, I think when you start a story with I'm an animal lover generally, it generally doesn't end well. (laughs) It's, It's not a sign of success. It's like such good intentions, totally gone wrong. They love this cat, they fall for this cat. It's a bit surprising that the women are like, oh, it's being neglected. I thought if it's a friendly cat, it's probably having a really nice time. And then the idea of them sort of kidnapping this cat, there's so many twists and turns. I wonder how many other cats in London are being kidnapped on a daily basis that are going to cat charities. And just the commitment of going to the community neighbourhood watch meetings, just in case. I wonder whether he ever came clean. Pretty difficult to watch that woman calling for her cat, knowing exactly what's happened to it. Poor lady. Unless she had been neglecting her cat. Yes, yes, I guess that's also the unsolvable mystery. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcasting app you're using to listen to this now. Any comments, feedback or ideas, you can always get in touch on Twitter. We use the handle at swipe left left. Also, we've been inviting people to leave us voicemails. So if you're looking for something to pass those long hours of quarantine, pick up your phone and share with us a true story now. Please subscribe, and if you want to get in touch, all of the details are on our website, swipeleftswipeleft.com. Remember, an embarrassment shared is an embarrassment halved.